the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The voice of Ric Flair. Good morning, everybody. It's a Saturday, the last hour, December the 2nd, 2023. I'm Peter Boyles on the air everywhere. Someone said, what was the last name of the guest? I listened in here and I said it many times. His last name is Smith. Uh, his first name is David. He teaches at Baylor University. 45 will be the high today and tomorrow's the toy run. The 38th Annual Children's Hospital Toy Run. So it's tomorrow and uh, December the 3rd. We make the run. And everybody with motorcycles, you can go on just on the Internet and, and Google that. Save the date. Also, our shoot this week was great. Jim Buton, old legendary uh, martial arts fighter. And he's done a book, and he sat with us, and it's on the shoot. You can look at it. Go to the website, 710knus.com. Click on Shows. Click on Me, and you'll see the shoot with Jim. In the meantime, what we're talking about, and I came across this in my reading this week, was the one and only Francis Scott Key. And they're getting rid of Francis Scott Key, but it's more than that. We're talking about all the all, all the names and all the things and the changes that are being made. So before we this, I want to just go back to Ralph the Caller, who's so good. And Ralph, um, so, and we were talking about political correctness this morning, which is part of this. And the, my interpretation of political correctness is social Marxism. Uh, I don't know. But in Montgomery County, the public schools, like you were talking about what you learned as a, as a, as a young Ralph, and we all we pretty much read the same thing, that Scott Key was penned what becomes the national anthem after watching the Stars and Stripes wave despite British bombardments, Fort McHenry, the War of 1812. Now... Uh, in Montgomery Public Schools, they are learning that Key was just another racist white slave owner whose time has come to be canceled. Now, what are we watching? Well, I think we're watching, what, 250-odd-plus years of American history. All right. Uh, And my point is this. You go back and, first of all, are you going to teach young children real history? The blood and guts part, or not? What do you mean by what do you mean by blood and guts? Okay. Uh, Well, right now the woke is Francis Scott Key. When I was growing up, and I grew up in the Missouri hillbilly from the Ozarks. Okay. You hey, read the Dalton. Uh, Hey, can I stop you? Get that book, The Daltons. (laughs) It's about them. Everybody's from Missouri. Actually, the one I want is the Norwegian that you're reading. Oh, man, it's it's just called The Cold War. What's the name of it? The Cold, the War. Cold War. That's all it's called, The Cold okay. War. Yeah. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah, but the thing is, everybody views history from their own perspective, and they teach history from their own perspective. Mm-hmm. And one of my undergraduate majors was military history, and the problem was you kind of read what the theory says, and then if you go back or if you were participating, as I was in Vietnam, uh, history is not exactly what they put in the history books. And that's the thing that with regard to the woke, um, 
I grew up basically with the Confederate generals all being wonderful people and the Union generals being, well, they had, you know, more guns and more money and mm -hmm. more blah, blah, blah. But the Confederates were all brilliant. Well, that's not true. Some Confederates were total dolts. Some Union people were totally brilliant. But I was being taught history from the perspective of the society there in the hills of Missouri that I was in. And I don't know if there is ever going to be an answer to this, because, first of all, what we are seeing in Gaza is we're getting a glimpse of real war. But if you're going to have people in, whether it be Washington or Gaza or Jerusalem, you really don't want, you want to get people to go to war, but you don't want to tell them what it is. I'm, I'm going to pause and, you for, I'm going to pause you for a second. Sure. Um, technology plays out in this beyond people's comprehension. Uh, if somebody, if somebody would have seen, um, my understanding from reading is no American dead bodies were ever seen on, in the motion pictures in the theaters on the newsreels until Tarawa. It's the first time that, uh, people, because people always went yes. to the movies and they saw the marine bodies in the water in Tarawa, which turns out to be a major screw up in the first place. But suppose people would have seen the bodies in Antietam or Cold Harbor or even the First World War. You didn't, you know, it didn't get to see a lot. And, um, and so what do you, that's important. I'm, I'm, I'm going to, how shall I say, put an ink blot on my, my record here. Right. Uh, but what I'm saying is, is we see Gaza now, you can turn on TV right now and you can see, you can watch Gaza. You can watch what's no, happening. But, but, but again, what you're getting is a spin. And the thing is, I absolutely hate war, Period. But it is necessary oh, sure. when nothing else will work. Sure. But the problem is, if you're going to do that, you don't lie the public into the war. No. Johnson did it with the Tonkin Gulf Resolution. Mm -hmm. Bush did it with the weapons of mass destruction. And, 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 they, and they did you it with the Maine. They did it with the Maine. The Maine wasn't the cause of the span. And that was the, the latest book. That, Absolutely. That, 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 was, that was a, how shall I say, coal dust explosion, sure, I think. Of course. But they wanted a war. And, but they wanted a exactly. war. Exactly. Yeah. And that's what I'm saying is, okay, if we're going to have a war, then let's start with everybody in the pool. Everybody's kid or grandkid that's of military age, draft them. But you're 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 you're, 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 really, you're you're really away from what we're talking about. Come back I know. to. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, I'm sorry. I just want to redirect. So, according to the school systems criteria, which I read as well, that there's pushing actually for for even greater change in naming and and also what curriculum mm -hmm. is. And so, but to you, who's a really good smart guy, what is the purpose of that? It's rewriting history. For what reason? Well, for the reason that we always rewrite history. Mm. And that is that whoever is the power in charge, the powers that be. The winner's right. Don't want, don't want 
how shall I say, their bad things known, only the good things. Mm-hmm. Because that way you will keep well, voting for them, supporting them, or whatever. When, when, last night when I was putting my head to the show, um, the best example I can give is um, the Battle of the Little Bighorns or its Custer, whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. Now, as a kid growing up, and one of the big treats goes, I don't know how many people went to the bar with their dad, but <laughs> I did. And he drank in this one bar that had that, I guess, I guess it's a, called a diorama. And I actually have a copy of it hanging in my garage today. And it's the last guy on the hill. It's George. He's in buckskins. And he's got these two pistols. And he has long hair. And the Indians are all around him. And he's on last last stand hill. And he's and this is right before he dies. And then I saw Errol Flynn play him. And they died with their boots on. And you read these books about, uh, about George Custer and the seventh. It's all nonsense. I mean, it's, it not only is it not true, Custer is an arrogant fill-in-the-blank, um, pretty bloodthirsty character, uh, had been out of the military, come back in. There's all kinds of stories about George Custer. Now, I went up with uh, my, my dearest friends. We went, after I got out of the hospital, they took me up to the Little Bighorn to see it. It's emotional. Mm-hmm. It's a really an emotional experience because, and it's all my life of reading those stories. And then I... You know, you read the truth about who he was and what what America was after more. And, and they were trying to kick these people out of the Black Hills, and they were trying to do this and trying to do that. So is that the point you're making? Yeah. I'll say two things. Yeah. First of all, remember that Custer wanted to be president. And how you got wanted to be president was... <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Okay. The second thing is probably at least as accurate as the diorama you looked at, as the pictures I saw of a kid as a kid of Custer, is Dustin Hoffman in Little Big Man. Yeah, indeed. Yeah. And so that's so that's what, accurate. Yeah. So what's the truth? The rest isn't. Yeah. Yeah. What's the truth? So how how should George Custer be taught? Because we're talking about. How are you going to teach Francis Scott Key? Because it's the song with Francis Scott Key. With Custer, I mean, I I really, I was like, I don't know how old. I thought, boy, Custer was a hero, and he died with his boots on, at, like Errol Flynn. Yeah, but once you, once you start telling the truth about generals, you <laughs> get to, for example, every hero guy named John Bell Hood. Oh, yeah, sure. Yep. John Bell Hood killed more troops in the Army of Tennessee mm-hmm. than anyone else who ever led that army mm-hmm. because he was a damn fool. Yep. But what do we have as, as for how many, what, it's over a century now of a, the great military bus base of Fort Hood? Mm-hmm. It's after him, should yeah. call it Fort Idiot. Well. But we don't. But That's history. Yeah. Thank you. And so... It's right in the middle, isn't it? I mean, it's not. What do you? What do you? It's, I think I've asked you. What, Ralph? What? What? Um, what did you do, or do you do it for a living? Uh, I used to be a lawyer. I used to be a lawyer. You guys never. Well, now, now, now. Wait, wait, wait a minute. Wait okay. a minute. I practiced for over two decades, and I never got it right, so I quit. <laughs> and then, what did you do? Uh, I ended up as a child custody mediator okay. for a nonprofit in Nebraska. Okay. And what I've done most of all is just sort of goof off. Well, and you're a good one because, you know, I, there's the people that call the show and I know their names and 
when we drift into these areas, you're always a gift. Take care of yourself, man. Thank you very much. You too. All right, we have a line open. And t- I'll tell you about uh, when we talk about Danny Kaplis all the time. He, if your family, and we went through this uh, about a decade ago, got in a jam. And I, I, Dan and I were work- I know we weren't working together. We had worked together for a long, long time, but we were best friends. And so I called him up and I said, Danny, I got something that, and he took it from there. He is believed to be the only lawyer in Colorado history to win five straight multi-million dollar jury verdicts in motor vehicle crash cases. He and his partners have won the largest truck crash jury verdicts in Colorado history. The firm's history of seven and eight figure settlements speaks for themselves. They're a firm where good people from all walks of life without regard to the ability to pay get that level of representation that the rich and powerful enjoy. Dan Kaplis Law believes that talk is cheap Experience counts. Results matter. He's always happy to share with you their track record, and they sit and they talk to you. So, if you're if you're in a jam, you got a tight, you got something going on. Three zero three seven seven zero five 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 one. If you just want to get some good answers, three zero three seven seven zero fifty five fifty one, or hit dancaplislaw dot com. The firm believes its core values, and Danny's there, the foundation, faith, integrity, hard work, and dedication. Last name is C-A-P-L-I-S, but I'm here to tell you, call them, just for real, 303-770-5551. Just my my daughter and I, I want to, well, let's do this. Okay. Um, This is my favorite person in the world. It's my daughter, Shannon, and she and I have been doing HBOT Spa. And hey, honey, thanks. And I know you're hey, busy. Dad. Yeah, good morning. Um, this We've is... been doing the the hyperbaric chamber uh, sessions at the HBOT Spa. You're right. And I, I actually went on my own for the first time on Friday. <laughs> my daughter was too busy. But it is this high oxygen environment, and it enhances healing. Now, you're the smarter one of the two of us. Explain why or how. It's pressurized oxygen being sent to all of the cells in your body, all the tissue, and it rapidly helps increase healing. It helps decrease inflammation, overall wellness and well-being. I mean, I know you're sleeping better. I look and feel better. I just can't say enough great things about it. It's been a game changer for me, and um, I'm so excited that this sort of service is available and you don't have to use your, you know, you just can go in and book yourself an appointment and get in and, you know, spend an hour with yourself doing whatever you want. You can use your cell phone in there. I watch Netflix, do some work and I look forward to it. It's like my time for myself. And it gets from pro athletes. When you read about, and this is true. Tom Brady sleeps in one to home moms, to hyperbaric oxygen therapy helps people. I mean, really all ages, all walks of life. I can feel the difference. I'm, how many have I gone now, 19 or 20 of these? Yeah, I think yesterday was your 20th. And it's, it takes an hour, and you just I go to sleep in it or I'm reading in it now. And it really is. And so right now, this is a great deal, holiday gift giving. Five. You count them, one, two, three, four, five for 100 bucks. Shan, talk about how that works. Right. So with the five sessions for $100, you have to use it within a week. And each session is an hour long, and you go to the HBOT Spa in Cherry Creek, and they have an incredible staff. The people there are so friendly. 
they care, they're knowledgeable, uh, they're, they know what they're doing. Um, you know, they tell you everything to expect that's going to be happening. And uh, you take your shoes off, you get in, and it's got a Tempur-Pedic mattress inside. Um, and then when you're ready to go, they start to pressurize it, and you hang out in there for an hour by yourself, uh, breathing pure oxygen and, and just it's Resting true. and enjoying it, yeah. So here's the deal. 303-353-9623. So there's an operator there as we speak. For 100 bucks, you get five hours. This is how much they're sure you're going to... Then you'll re-up. 303-303, then 353-9623. There's an operator there now. And take this deal. Five hours for 100 bucks. And get... get. I mean, to me, it changed me. It made me made me so much better... And it made my daughter so much better. It made Mel so much better. 303-353-9623. They're there. Online, it's uh, the hbotspa.com to learn more. But what a great gift to give somebody for 100 bucks, And it's the beginning of a road to hell. 303-353-9623. 303-353-9623. Call them up. We're going to go look at lights tonight, right? We're driving around looking at lights. <laughs> That's right. So We're going to go out to Bandemir and see the holiday lights. Yes, John Bandemir, they got that whole structure. We're going to go, the whole family. I love you, honey. I'll talk to you in a little bit. Thanks. Okay, Dad. All thanks. Right, here it is. It's, again, 303-353-9623. They're like catty corner from Choppers in Cherry Creek North. You'd be wise to give it a shot. Uh, we want to break here. Do we want to? He says break. We're losing charge. We'll come back with your calls. Right after this, wake up, Maggie, Rod Stewart, 710 KNUS on a Saturday, December the 2nd, 2023, 45 the high. Tomorrow's a toy run. It's an open lines. Let's go to Mark. Hey, Mark, you waited. I appreciate it. You're on the show. Good morning. How's it going, Pete? Hey, man, very well. Saturday morning. Yes, sir. Um, You know, this whole thing of language, I studied, you and I are both at do you in the late seventies. And I studied with a lady who was a disciple of uh, Ludwig von Wittgenstein. She actually had her original Brown book and yellow book. And, uh, you know, he was the guy Austrian that came up with the notion that I used the, I think the writers of animal farm and and, and those warnings, 1984 Orwell, that he, they came up with it. Basically what he did, Pete, is he said that language was language until it was used and approved. And then once it was approved, it became behavior. And once it was behavior for a while, it became tradition. And obviously he got that observing Hitler. Um, you know, he was a student of Bertrand Russell, um, philosopher, actually originally it was a mathematician. So anyway, that's what you're seeing, Pete. They're renaming everything. They're renaming everything because they want to put a ring in our nose and lead us around like we're a, a, an ox that can't plow a field anymore. There's and that's lot, pretty much what America is. There's a lot to what you're saying. Um, controlling, if you control the past, then you control the, the, the present. In controlling the present, you control the future. The example, once again, I go back to Montgomery Schools, if this this song that we played twice today, we'll play it one more time. Um, if I can convince a, a generation because they're they're low and they're slow, but they're positive, and they move ahead. Karl Marx called it the old mole about moling in. That's where we get that. So, 
if you take Francis Scott Key and you teach this next generation of kids that that this guy's just another racist white slave owner whose time has come to become canceled, how much of a quantum leap is it to the song has to go? Right, and here's the thing, Pete. This is how you deal with these people, okay, on all these issues. Just let's take this one. You know, Pete, you played poker. You know what yeah, check raise sure, is, right? right. Yeah. You check. This guy's got a good hand. He bets back into you. You've right. got four aces. Now you're raising. Right. You tell these people, I don't care if you change the national anthem. Go to Congress and change it. And guess who's going to look like the a-hole, Pete? They it's, are. No, but you're saying one of the things about um, history is the determinant. In other words, the yeah. long the long march is far more important and one of the things we know about reading, and you mentioned Bertram Russell, yep. but it, it's it, it's a slog, S-L-O-G, yes. T- time's on their side. And so if we can get... Oh, yeah, absolutely. They've been, the, as you know, you, you talk about it, the Fabian socialists. I mean, they've been doing this for over 100 years, going after the education system. Well, but so let they, me show you just one okay. other example right. using history. Right. Harper's Ferry is the flashpoint. Mm-hmm. Some people don't like to call it the beginning. It kind of really was. Mm-hmm. But people don't understand who the commander that put down the rebellion was. It was Robert E. Lee yeah, sure. in, a, in, in a blue uniform. Yeah. And they executed people John Brown. and abolitionists. And John Brown. Right, John Brown. But, also, every year, every year, they have the highest patriotic symbol on TV. Every president does it. They go up to Arlington, Tomb mm-hmm, of the Unknown Soldier. Mm-hmm. That's Robert E. Lee's land. Well, it's just, no, it was his, that was his plantation. It was his wife. Yeah. It was his wife, but yeah. it was his estate. That was his plantation. And they they yeah. took it from him. Yeah, sure. they took it from yeah. him. It was originally Martha Custis, Martha Washington's mm-hmm. family's mm-hmm. Uh, land. But they took it from him, and they lost the lawsuit many years later, where they had to had to pay back that estate. But again, but they it, don't take out the, they don't take out Arlington uh, Cemetery, do they? No, and should not. Um, no, they shouldn't. That's no. what my whole point is. This is what Newspeak does, Pete. Well, it that, changes the reality. Well, but in, again, I, I I I see things so repetitive again and again and again and again. Um, Watching Cornell University, I said this earlier on the show, it's like watching Heidelberg in 1933 or 1934. Um, all of these things have happened before, and if if it holds, will happen again. And what most people don't read or don't learn, you're great, the fellow Ralph and other callers this morning, guys that know stuff, and they've read it. Um, but, yeah. the, but, the, but the Scott Key thing, um, I come back to it. And the real want isn't just to make Scott Key into this white racist slaveholder whose time has come to get canceled. I believe that the real reach is the song itself and what it stands for. And so. Well, no, I agree. You're right. You're right. But my point is you check raise back to these people and say, go to the go to the Congress. Go to the Congress and change the no, song. I don't, I don't, I don't They're think, not going to be able to change I don't, it. I don't think you, you do that, I think, because I don't think anybody has gone anywhere to get anything changed. Um, I um, This this summer, um, and I had a <laughs> real bad Sturgis, which won't keep me from going again this year, but yep. uh, I, um, 
I, di- I didn't go to see the heads. I always go to see the heads. But this year we went to see uh, to see Crazy Horse, and I I never been up on the on on on. It was raining, and so we went up to to get close to Crazy Horse, and that kind of stuff's wonderful to me. I mean, it's like um, I've read his life, you know, and or what's what's available. No one knows where he is, you know, that kind of stuff, and that that's that's very powerful. For some old, for some old man like me, and right. uh, and, and 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 but it, it disturbs me. It disturbs me, Pete. When the when the Clintons came to town, they were the purveyors of Newspeak. Yeah. They had to rename everything. And I told all my friends at the time, I said, "Look, you can adapt that language if you want. I'm not going to do it. Yeah. So I'm going to be politically incorrect because I'm not going to think like well, those people want me." I, I to wish think. I wish we were about a month from now and I could tell you something, but um, we. Well, the country is at a crossroads right now, and the two front runners aren't the right guys to bring us into wherever we're, wherever we're supposed to be going. And yeah. uh, that's and I'm gonna my grandsons. We're gonna go look at lights tonight. We're gonna drive around and go on a band and mirror. John has that all set up for lights, and we're gonna. And I, I worry about that little guy, and he's like, uh, um, what's what's waiting for him? And that stuff's spooky. You know, I, yeah, I don't, I, I think I my, don't have yeah. necessarily a good answer, Pete. Oh, you don't? I Listen, listen. Oh, believe me when I tell you. You know, and that's the, that's the significant part of history is that all empires fail. They all fail for the same reasons. And who are, who are we and what are we about? These senseless wars and all the different things we've talked about. I, I'm reading this incredible book about... Um, Japan and the trials after the Second World War. Now, we all know about Nuremberg and all the things that happened. The Japanese trials were weird um, mm-hmm. and how it was all handled. But part of this war criminal stuff is um, LeMay, because they begin prior to you know dropping the, the, dropping oh. the atomic bombs. And, and LeMay, one of the reasons they picked Hiroshima was it was one of the places LeMay had not burned to the ground yet. And you think of all the women and children and elderly that we we burned. And LeMay said, you know, if it goes the other way, I'll stay on trial. Did, did you ever see that article, Pete, that somebody put up? Uh, it was a national article. I, I maybe mm-hmm. could go back and find it. But it talked about how the most incredible city in the world, uh, well, I don't know, 100 years ago was Detroit. Oh, yeah, and, what happened? And they wrecked and, it. And, yeah. and, and, and then... And it compared this Tell beautiful me. modern city of Hiroshima yep, to it. what they've done since the bomb and yep, how bad Detroit is. Seen it, sure. Who, they, it's, what it's the, all they, They're aerials, and then they ask you which, which were the city that this country is in. Which one of them won the Second World War? And you would be if you didn't know any better. You say, well, the, this Hiroshima place, they won. The answer yeah, is no. It's beautiful. This is beautiful. Another great the thing. And the, the thing with Hamas, Pete's going to end with Iran. It's going to begin and end, well, I believe, with what whatever's going to be resolved there. But the, but again, that, once, that's not going to be good. Once you once that starts, and we've surrogate, we've been the surrogate for so many. And I had this discussion when all of a sudden they find out that the Iranians are helping out. Well, what do you think the United States of America under Joe Biden has been doing for 18 months to Vladimir Putin? Same thing. Yeah. Same thing. And these people play the global chessboard, and 
one of the things that the Vladimir wants to be friends with the mullahs. Now, the mullahs are probably the most untrustworthy group of people in the world, with the exception of the Saudi Arabians. So yeah. you're walking. It's it's a hornet's nest. It Thank is. you. I'm not saying I'm not saying it should happen. It's going to happen. Whoa. Got to hit the button on that one. Thanks, man. Everybody, David Ellis, and it's gift-giving time in the Rockies, and you've heard me talking about taking valuables to David Ellis Jewelers to get a fortune in cash, secure an appraisal from David. David is our guy. Valuables that have been tucked away in your home, it's true. Let me show you some other reasons to see the man just in case you don't have a Rolex watch or you don't rare coins or a silver tea set. Go see David for all the most meaningful gift-giving occasions. David Ellis Jewelers is just the right item, just the right price, special people. If you are looking, go see the man. Gold necklaces, learn to speak emerald pennants, diamond rings. This trusted jeweler has been buying precious metals and antiques in Colorado for decades, has dazzling cases filled with hundreds of new and used pieces for all your loved ones and people with treasure. Need money or looking? David Ellis Jewelers, he's there now, right now, Look for the black awning on the corner of 3rd and Clayton and Cherry Creek. Six days a week. David's there early. Explore DavidEllisJewelry.com. Call my friend David Ellis, 303-322-8779, 303-322-8779. Park and walk in 3rd and Clayton in Cherry Creek. knocks you out every time and I personally believe that's the end game for the politically correct hunting the witches and going after Francis Scott Key and um, we were talking about it throughout the morning great calls Francis Scott Key and we were I was a young guy and I suspect many of you and he penned what would become the national anthem after watching the stars and stripes wave despite British bombardment during the War of 1812. Now in Montgomery uh, County, Maryland, public schools, they're now learning that Key was simply just a racist white guy whose time has come to get canceled. We're coming up on time. Hey, Mike, you're on a radio show, brother man. Thanks and good morning. Well, good morning, Pete. Uh, as an aside, I, I, I thought I was the only guy that my dad took me to the bar in grade school. No, oh, I, I, I went. <laughs> I, you know what I did? And I played the pinball machine. Yeah, uh, Albedard. And they had the, and they had a pinball machine that paid off. And it, they played it for a nickel. And other guys that drank with my dad would come over and give like, you know, forty cents worth of nickels, and they put it on the glass. And then if you won. I got pretty good at it. If you win, then you had to split it with them. <laughs> yeah, I'll be darned. I didn't have any pinball tables to work, so. No, no sit in the bar with your dad. Sure. <laughs> hey, um, I was going to tag on about uh, this uh, Francis Scott Key thing. Sure. And sure. I, you know, I don't, uh, first of all, I grew up with an idealized version of our history. You know, uh, George Washington was perfect and. Uh, like you say, uh, Custer was a hero and all this kind of stuff. And, you know, it's obviously swinging now where they're trying to um, look at things, I want to say more realistically Mm -hmm. or, you know, the way they really were, only we're taking it too far. Somebody's taking it too far. Now we're focusing exclusively on the negative and trying to cancel out 
if if anybody has any negative in their background, especially racism, um, then that just erases everything else they did, good, bad, or indifferent. And that's that's where we're off track. But why? We, I we mean, need to, let me bring you back and focus. There's, there, okay. To me, there's there's a reason why this isn't just writing history and um, saying, oh, by the way, you know, FDR's mistress was in the room when he died. Um, right. Or Jack Kennedy had a, some form of venereal disease or that kind of stuff. This is this is this is more pur- purposeful. What is the purpose of this? Well, is it is it you know I, I this it's going to sound strange mind control um, well, you know con- basically telling people what to think and what to believe. Once you yeah, are able to do right. that, you're able to control them. Sure, the, um, the, the past, the future, the, the present, rather in the future. But to take this and again, he's just who he is. He's Francis Scott Key. And right. but he pens this, I mean, this song that when when Luke when Luke kicks it in, I don't care. We played it three times or four times today. It just it just shoots up your back. What a tune! What a song! What a voice! You know? And what? Well, yeah. What would you want that song? Do you want to keep it or because I think the ultimate goal is to get rid of the tune. Yeah, well, uh, personally, I want to keep it. I want to keep our history. I think when you look at our history realistically, um, it's so much more good than bad. There's bad in there, just like every human. Of course. But uh, if you really pull back and look at, you know, what the United States as a country has done for millions of people, how we've, you know, you, you and I are both examples of, Families that uh, started, you know, on the lower end of the scale and are now, you know, been able to move up and and that kind of stuff is not even possible in most of human history. So anyways, our history is overwhelmingly good. It's good to look at the warts, be realistic. They're there. But, you know, balance it. Look at uh, look at the big picture. It's it's mixed. Um, I like you, we were both raised in that mindset. And then you start to realize that particularly in these last 50 years, and I think it has to do with, you know, wars that have no war aim and there's no conclusion. It's just, you know, the senselessness, and you see it if, if you study the Romans or if you study other other empires. The British are a classic example. Or for that matter, the Soviet Union was an empire. And you start to see some things that you go, if I can do my level best, I can redirect it, or I can hit the brakes, or I can make the yeah. parachute pop out the back and slow the car down. But it's at—it's almost at a loss, and that's the part. And in, in, for me, Mike, that—that that is more scary. Is that I mean, nothing—nothing nothing has to be. That's one of the great lessons of of history. Nothing is etched in stone, but there are trends that will tell you. Where the hell you're going predicated on the last 20 guys that did what you're doing? Well, I, I agree. What scares me is that, you know, you've obviously done some um, reading and, and some study and, you know, educated yourself. Mm-hmm. I, I look at the majority of the population. I, I, I'm not trying to look down on folks. No. But they're, they're, the majority of the people are just not tuned in to really learning our history well, in depth. And so they, but, they take things in by sound bites, like, this guy's bad, well, this guy's racist. Well, you know? well look, at, I, I, I saw this really great cut with Sandra Day O'Connor, who just passed away, and she said she didn't think most American citizens could pass the test that somebody has to pass to become a citizen. And they showed that clip, and I went, 
damn, Justice, you're right. I mean... No, it's true. And so, but if you go to other places in the world and you talk to people, they do know their history. They re- they really do. I mean... Yes. Um, you know, a place near and dear to me is Ireland. The Irish know. And we say, what, you know, what, they'll, they'll tell you, what, you know, and... And a lot of it is, you know, the the blood and guts part of getting rid of the English. But, but it's it's that that part. If you go into other countries, they do know their history. And right now, in the struggle for what's going to be taught in schools, that's that's really the the, the point of it is how yeah. how how is our country portrayed? And I, I'm with you. I mean, look, it hasn't all been peaches and cream. There's some real bad stuff. But yep. where's it balance out? If I yeah, we're we're not balancing right now. Or whatever segment of the population that's taking us into this negativity, I'll call it, where everything's bad. We're you know racist, white colonialists. Well, um, and you got to take that, and you got to take that into account because it's true. I mean, it's true. That's the I mean, that's the part you can't say that's not true. You got to say yeah, that's true. I mean, what what was done to native people? What was done to this? What was done? You you got to go with that, and you got to. You got to bring that into your, you know, your 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 sense of the country, but you also have to go and look at other things too, and and that's the that's the that's what I'm looking at now when I think everything is is trying to find I don't know trying trying to find what and for what reason, and when and when these PC people got their you know got got their head got their sway. And they started out with I just want Robert E. Lee, and now they got Kate Smith. Yeah, I, it's it's Crazyville right now as far as some of that stuff goes. It's uh, totally unrealistic. Hey, you just you just made me jump real quick. I'll I'll try to keep this short. Right. But where in Ireland? Where, do you know where your ancestors? What part of Ireland they came from? Northern, southern. My grandma um, was in Cork. She's from Cork. Isn't Cork down south? What about it? <laughs> uh, no, I was just, I was just, yeah. I was just trying to picture it. Uh, oh. I have, I have traces to North okay. Ulster, okay, uh, Northwest, sure. uh, Mayo, sure. and up there. And I was just curious where, um, where you might have originated from. They, your, uh, your team. It was uh, say hello to the boys from Killarney, and the boys that come from New York. But then, what whips the black and tans are the boys from the county Cork. <laughs> Very good. Okay. Yeah. No. Uh, no, or or old, or great. they would say old New York. There's there's two endings to that poem, and old New York was the other one because all the Irish that came back. But they said it was hello to the. I haven't done this in a hundred years. Hello to the, say hello to the boys from Killarney, a tip of the hat to the to the boys from York. But those what whipped the black and tans were the boys from. Boys, he was a boy from County Cork or the boy from Old New York, and that's still pretty good. That's yeah, my, pretty doggone good. Yeah, my grandma would say that. She said all kinds I of was, stuff. I was just reading real quick about uh, there's a little island off the south coast of uh, Ireland called Fastnet. Yeah, and uh, that was supposedly the last thing all the you know the people fleeing saw, from. That's what they saw last. Yeah, yeah. it's the last thing they saw of the yeah. old country yeah. when they left uh, was that rock, little rock yeah. sticking up there, oh, basically. Man. Kind of interesting. My my daughter and I, um, two years ago, I took my daughter to Ireland, and we we walked the um, the famine trail, and and we're on the famine trail, and mm-hmm. it's. I mean, but but everybody, every country, every 
culture has, like someone once said, every culture has a fable of a flood. And yes. I mean, yes. I mean, and everybody has one of these, or everybody has one of those, and that's the universality of of, of us. And um, I was telling the kids, we're talking about sometimes ago, but the British used to hunt. Uh, people in South Africa for sport. And they hunted the Bushmen and the Kilhari. Uh, they killed off the Hottentots. There's no Hottentots. And they did that. You know, and um, there's no excuse for that. That's what they did. But then what, yeah. what, what did we do to the Sioux or the Cheyenne or, you know, what did we do? And um, you have to come to terms with it. And you you have, do. You it, can look at I was just reading about uh, Angorta Moore, the, oh, the great sure, sadness, the famine. Sure. sure. Uh, okay, so the British, you know, basically did genocide on the Irish oh, there. Well, we kind of did something like that with the uh, Plains Indians, too, as far as slaughtering all the buffalo. As some historians say, that Adolf Hitler learned about concentration camps because he saw the reservation system. Now, Interesting. I'm not, again, you know... Um, but we're we're not a bunch of cherries. But at the same time, if you can admit and own what did happen, um, I think it goes a long way. But when people start tearing this down, woof, it 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 um, it just kind of it doesn't go it doesn't go well with me. How's that? Look, no, you're you're right. It's not a good direction to go. We can't no. we can't keep going there. It's going to lead to bad things. So take care of yourself. Thanks. You um, too. Where, where where are we, Lou? We need one more break. Oh, we're ending about three. Okay, a couple of quick things. Uh, if I can find them. <laughs> what's what, what's the, uh, the toy run, the Children's Hospital toy run is tomorrow. If you've got a motorcycle, uh, go out there. And it's, there's a place called the Aurora Sports Park. It's on Colfax. 9,300 East Colfax Avenue. They will open up about 8 o'clock. The first wave of bikes go to Children's Hospital at 10 and then there's a party, an after party at Mile High Harley Davidson in Aurora. So take an unwrapped toy. That's it. And they want to see that. The other one is um, the shoot this week. And I was sent from Karen Turner, sent a book by uh, an old karate fighter by the name of Jim Buton, who was just a whale of a fighter. And uh, he did the shoot with us. And it's absolutely, I mean, it's, I'm getting a lot of thank yous for it. And you go to the website, 710kanus.com. And you click on my name, you get on, and there's the shoot of uh, of Gemini. Um, what else? That's it. <laughs> Drag it out. But I, 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 maybe what we ought to do here is play that song. I'll let it go out. Um, I do believe that these people are after this song, not after this writer, not after Scott Key. Scott Key's no big deal. This song is. And if he did that, if he created that, Let's get rid of it. I'll see you guys. Thanks.
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.